Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. When the power of the holy people, when the power of the Jewish people, their refusal to accept Jesus Christ, when that has finally been broken, all these things will be completed. So he's saying as we move to the end of that three and a half years, many, many, many millions of Jewish people will have their stubborn, rebellious, prideful, self-sufficiency broken by the love of God. What role did the Jews play in the end of the world? Today, as Pastor Mark continues his study in Daniel and end times prophecy, he will look at what is to come with Israel. The Antichrist will deceive many of the Jews and then betray them. Not long after, the Lord will return to set up his kingdom and it will be too late for redemption. There's nothing for us to fear today as our eternity is held secure in Christ. No matter what comes on this earth, we know that it's temporary. Have you made the decision to follow Christ in your life? You don't want to waste another day without him. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in the book of Daniel with his continuing study, The Worst of Times and the Best of Times. When you're resurrected, you get a new body. Ladies, no more looking at the mirror and going, oh my goodness. <laughs> Honey, can I have another check, please? I got to buy. I saw this stuff on TV. It makes you look like 17. It's only $1,000 for a jar. Please, can I have it? And the husband says, can I borrow some? <laughs> now, you that are 15, don't even listen to me. But pretty soon, you're going to be the same way, baby. And you take that shirt off and you go, what is that? (laughs) And the thighs meet in the middle and you can't get them apart. I mean, shall I stop right now? Is that enough? That's the worst of times, in case you don't know. People are next to you, they're crying, don't even, just give them grace as they move through this. But we're going to get a new body suited for heaven. But the worst of time, look at the verse again, some to everlasting life, others to shame and everlasting content. You see, there's only two groups of people. There's no multiple choice. There's only two eternal destinations, heaven with God, hell separated from God forever. Right there it is again. There's only two. There's not a third option. There's not a fourth option. There's not an option. Well, I just die and I'm done. No, 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 no. After death the judgment, you will be in one of these two places. You'll be resurrected, a body that's fit for heaven or a body that's fit for hell forever, where you don't want to go. This is a picture. 
The seven years. This is a picture of hell on earth. Just a snapshot. This is good compared to hell. Because there's no choice in hell. It's done. It's finished. It's over. Your eternity is separated from God. Now, when you think of that, watch what happens. Look at Revelation 24. And I saw the souls, the spirits of those who had been beheaded for their testimony. Watch this. About who? Jesus. And for proclaiming what? The word of God. So Jews and Gentiles who become saved during the tribulation, by and large, the overall picture, they're going to proclaim Jesus. Why Jesus? Because he's the only way to God. A lot of people today say, well, I believe in God. That's good. Well, I'm not into the Jesus thing. Then you'll never get to heaven because he's the way, the truth, and the life. So when people proclaim Jesus, especially Jews, whoa, what a change for the other Jews. And they proclaim the living word of God. Many, maybe even most, we don't know exact number, of them will be what? What, What's it say? They're going to be beheaded. Well, Pastor Mark, what good is that? Well, who cares? Realistically, after you're beheaded, where do you go? Right to heaven. Will you have a new head? Yes, you will. It'll look better than your old one. (laughs) You'll be right there. Now, I'm making fun, but how horrible is that? By the way, you know that Christians all over the world have been martyred for hundreds of years. ISIS isn't the first one to behead Christians. But notice what we have to stand for. Jesus and the word of God. Now, when you think about that, where does that put you this morning? Here's the thing, and it's hard for us to get it across because people are deceived. If you're not a Christian this morning, why in the world would you try to wait till that time to accept Christ? That's foolishness. That's why it's in the Bible. Don't wait till the worst of times. Today is the day of salvation. Get saved. But we don't get saved because we're too prideful. I want to tell you something. Every person that is a Christian was prideful. You have to humble yourself. And say, I need Jesus. Well, I'm not kind of ready to do that. Have a great life. And I mean that with kindness. Because when you finally decide to do it, and it's during the tribulation. Really? You're going to do it then? And you can't walk down today? Think about that. That's why it's in the word of God. They had not worshipped the beast. Look at this. Or a statue. They had to make a choice. They had to stand for what was right. And they not accepted his mark on their forehead and their hands. When you take the 666 on your hands or your head, you're done, you're finished. There's no chance you've ever been saved because you're pledging allegiance to Satan. They all came to life again and they reigned with Christ for a thousand years. Those believers came to life again and they, get, they go right into the millennium and reign for a thousand years in the new heaven and new earth. So millions of people will get saved. Now, What does that look like? Even though they're going to be saved, they're going to be killed, but they're going to be resurrected. Daniel 3. Those who are wise will shine like the brightness of the heavens, and those who lead many to righteousness like the stars forever. Notice, those who are wise. What is he saying? Watch me. This is very important. All our Those who are wise enough to admit they were a sinner and needed Jesus Christ. Wisdom. Wisdom. Now, wisdom is simply living according to God's point of view. What is God's point of view in the world? It's not like us. 
Our point of view is next week or vacation coming up or you just came from vacation, wish you could go on another one, whatever. Ours is about here. Nothing wrong with that. It's great to have vacations and enjoy time. What is God's point of view? It's always eternity. Where are you going to be 150 years from now? You're all going to be dead. You're either going to be in heaven or hell. See, that's the eternal view. That's wisdom. So I live life with a perspective. Not like I'm weird. Well, you want to go and, and uh, have a meal out the rest of it? No, I'm just waiting for heaven. Well, it's foolish. You'll go quick if you don't eat, so go and enjoy. But overall, we have to have all the stuff that's happening to us. We have to realize that God has that eternal view. By the way, his values come from here. You know, a lot of people, they say today, Pastor Mark, I'd really come to church and serve God if he'd update his Bible. No, you need to update your stupid mind. (laughs) This is not out of date. He knows it all. And by the way, we have the Holy Spirit in us. His timing is that, that prompting of the Holy Spirit. And if you're unsaved this morning, the Holy Spirit's prompting you. This is your day. Come back to God. Get it right. Now, God is the only true source of wisdom. Now, during this dark tribulation, <clears throat> Gentiles and Jews who accept Christ are wise. And what does that verse say about them? It says they will shine. Well, that should bring something to your mind. When you become a Christian, Jesus said this, you are the light of the world. See, when it gets dark, a little bit of light makes a big difference. And these believers, Gentiles and Jews, basically they're wise and and they become witnesses to the world about Jesus Christ. Now, this promise specifically applies to the Jews, but it's for the Gentiles too. But it's specifically directing something. And I want you to see this number. Watch this verse from the book of Revelation. It's speaking about these Jews. Then I heard a number of those who were sealed, talking about Jews, 144 from all the tribes of Israel. Now, I want you to leave that there. What does that mean? It means when the Jews finally have their eyes open, many, millions of Jews are going to accept Christ. But he's going to take 144,000 of them, and he's going to seal them. Notice, those who were sealed, he's going to protect them from death. So they can do what? What do you think? So they can tell the gospel. Can you imagine 144,000 Billy Grahams? How many know a Jewish person? Can they talk right to you, baby? They don't care, whatever. Absolutely. They're bold, aren't they? How many, take, think, think of God's blessing on the Jewish people. Guaranteed, tons of you go to a Jewish doctor, a Jewish lawyer, brilliant scientist. I mean, think of God's favor on those people. So you have 144,000 Jehovah Witnesses. There they are. No, don't turn it off. Listen, are they Jehovah Witnesses? No, no, we're not making fun of Jehovah Witnesses. They're lovely people. Their doctrine's all wrong, totally wrong. You say, well, Pastor Mark, that's not. No, I'm, I'm supposed to say the truth in love. They're deceived. Can you imagine 144,000 people from the beginning of the world are the only ones going to heaven? What chance do you have? No. Notice what it says at the end of the verse, 144,000 from all the tribes of who? Israel. They're Jewish people from the tribe, 12,000 from every tribe. Just read on in the chapter. But how could people be so deceived? Because Satan's head of it. The Jehovah's Witnesses do not believe that Jesus is God. 
The Bible teaches he is. So understand, as they go through the world, and we'll talk more about this, he's got two more plans. How in the world does this gospel go? So at the best of times, 144,000 Jewish believers shine and share the gospel. Now, we're not in the tribulation. So who's supposed to shine and share today? Raise your hand if you're a Christian. That's us. That's not only our privilege, that's our responsibility. Remember way back when God created the nation of Israel from Abraham, he took a pagan. Abraham didn't know anything about God. And he chose these people. Now, why did he choose the people of Israel? In the Old Testament, what were all the people doing in the Old Testament? Who were they worshiping? Pagan gods everywhere. Moon god, sun god, you know, this podium, whatever. They were just, that's what they did. They worshiped. So God says, I'm going to create you as a nation so you can shine and tell all your neighbors, all these pagans, there's one true God who's living. You can talk to him. You can't talk to this. You never hear anything back from this. God hears. My sheep hear my voice and they follow me. Here's a personal God. So what did Israel do? Well, they started out pretty good. Then what happened? They became like the pagans. They started worshiping God. And it got so bad over time, God said this, listen, enough. And he took Israel, let's just picture a train station, and he put the Israel nation on a sidetrack, no engine. I still love you, but I'm changing who I'm going to use to win the world. And who is that? It's you. It's me. That's when the church was designed. Now, in the book of Revelation, what do we discover? God says, where is the church as the tribulation is happening? Where is the church? Are they on earth? No. Where are Christians at that point at the start? Are they on earth? No. Where are you? Your new heaven with a... I knew you'd come back to that. You're a new heaven with a new body. So is there anybody to win the world? No. So who are, who's left? Jews that become Christians and Gentiles that become Christians. And the train of the Jewish nation is put back on the trap. Woo, 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 woo. Here they go. 144,000 of them flying through all the world, just sharing the gospel. Powerful opening. So basically, you know, a lot of people have said, well, God's through with the nation of Israel. I beg to differ. He is never through with his nation. He loved his nation. So he's showing that there. Now, look at how, how, how effective is their witness going to be? Look at Revelation 7. I have it for you. Vieira, Sebastian, watch this. After this, I looked, and there before me was a great multitude, say it with me, that no one could count. Wow. From every nation, tribe, people, language, standing before the throne in front of God. These were all believers from all over the world. Every nation, every tongue, every language, every color of skin, doesn't matter. They were worshiping God. They were wearing white robes, were holding palms, branches in their hands, and they cried out in a loud voice, salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. This is the best of times. Millions from all over the world are saved during the tribulation to join us, the church that was raptured. Think of this. People from all the world. What was the Great Commission? Go into all the world. It's just talking about different countries and languages and people. They heard the good news. They accepted it. Now, notice their praise. And I want us to read this praise. 
Now, the reason I want you to read it, read it and understand what, you're, what they're saying, he's our God. By the way, I want you to read this because when you get there, you can say to the person next to you, I already know this. No, you can't do that because there's no pride in heaven. Hallelujah. Let's read it at all of our campuses. Here we go right now. Salvation belongs to our God. That's my God who sits on the throne and to the lamb. Do you know where God is this morning? He's on the throne. Are you glad? Are you glad somebody's in control of this crazy world? Yeah, he's there. And who's next to him? The lamb is next to him. What's he doing? He's interceding for you and me. Pastor Mark, I don't need any interceding. (laughs) Yeah, you do. He's saying to God, I know he blew it, but he's one of yours, God. Just forgive him. How many are thankful for a grace of God this morning? Don't put your hand thinking like, well, I don't need the grace of God. You ain't saved. You need the grace of God every single day. Thank God. He's there for us. So they're doing this. They're worshiping God. Now look at verse four. But you, Daniel, close up and seal the words of the scroll. What? He's basically saying to Daniel, it's true. You've learned everything you're going to learn. Until the time of the end. You know, a lot of people make fun of the end. Is there an end coming to our world? See, if you invited your next-door neighbor, I want you to come to church and hear the end of the world. You know what their vision is? A guy that hasn't shaved for four weeks, stinks, he's got a sign up here. End of the world. Is there an end of the world? Yes, there is. That's when we get a new heaven and a new earth. So he says to Daniel, you're not going to be around then. Because pretty soon, Daniel's already 90. He's going to die before any of this happens. But he learned a lot. And he goes on and he says this. Many will go here and there to increase knowledge. So basically what he says to Daniel is, Daniel, there's a time when prophecy will be more understandable than it is to you right now. See, Daniel couldn't understand most of this. By the way, he didn't need to because he's going to be in heaven. He's 90. He ain't going to live very much longer. And so it just goes on. So what, what is this time? They, they will go from here and there to increase in knowledge. See, there will be renewed, as time goes on, there'll be renewed interest in the book of Daniel and the book of basically Revelation. People want to know as they get introduced to prophecy what it looks like, where it's going. So as we move through, we get a better picture of what prophecy looks like, what the Bible really says. We can understand things now better, so people are going to and fro. They're looking for answers. Now look at verse 5. Then I, Daniel, looked, and there before me stood two others, one on this bank of the river and one on the opposite side. And one of them said to the man clothed in linen, and most people believe this is Christ, a pre-incarnate visit of Jesus to the earth, who is above the waters of the river. And here's their question. How long will it be before these astonishing things are fulfilled? How long is this tribulation going to last? And the man clothed in linen, who is above the waters of the river, lifted his right hand and left hand toward heaven to God. And I heard him swear by him who lives forever, saying, it will be a time, times, and a half a time. When the power of the holy people, pay attention to that, when the power of the Holy Spirit, uh, holy people has finally been broken, all these things will be completed. Remember how Daniel's vision began? In chapter 10, he saw this same picture of Jesus. Now he sees two angels with Jesus, and they're asking, 
when is this going to end? And the time should be, if you've gone through the book of Daniel, it should be common to you. Time, times, half a time. Three and a half years. It's a picture of three and a half years. When the Antichrist breaks the covenant with Israel, the last half, it's going to be three and a half years till the end of the tribulation. Remember, that's that 70th week of Daniel, that seven-year period. Now, pay attention to what I ask you to look at. When the power of the holy people, when the power of the Jewish people, their refusal to accept Jesus Christ, when that has finally been broken, all these things will be completed. So he's saying as we move to the end of that three and a half years, many, many, many millions of Jewish people will have their stubborn, rebellious, prideful, self-sufficiency broken by the love of God. If you look at Israel in the Old Testament, the nation of Israel, what were they like in the Old Testament? They're always complaining. They're always griping. Remember, God delivered them from 400 years of bondage. And then they got into the wilderness. And what did they say? We're tired of this manna. You know, where are you going to get food in the wilderness for 3 million Jews? We're tired of this manna. Let's go back to Israel. We can have a good plate of food. We can have onions and garlic. And they forgot one thing. When they're in Egypt for foreign years, what were they? Slaves. Later on, give us water. Moses goes up to get the Ten Commandments. And the children get, where's Moses? He's always off, gone somewhere doing something. Who's going to take care of us? They were stubborn. They were rebellious. That's why God put them on the side. Forget it. But what happens? Watch me. It was what? Broken. The power of God can break any chain that keeps you coming to Jesus Christ. But you have to want it. He never goes over your will, ever. The greatest thing we have is free will. So the children, that's a picture. That that was broken in them. And they came to Jesus Christ. They humbly accepted Jesus as their Messiah and Savior. And I heard, but I did not understand. Look at verse 8. So I asked, my Lord, what will the outcome of this be? I got the timing. I don't really understand that. But what is the outcome? (laughs) Here's what God says to Daniel. Go your way, Daniel. Basically, forget it. Now, why is he going to do that? Because the words are closed up and sealed until the time of the end. He doesn't understand it. He wants to know what the outcome is. He wants to know what's God's plan for Israel in the tribulation. And he's just reminded that they're going to happen at the end of time. Daniel, you're going to be in heaven. Don't worry about it anymore. You know, there are some people, all they want to study is end time stuff. And they don't do any good while they're right here. So you have to be careful of that. Now, look in the end. So God kind of gives him a little picture. Many will be purified, made spotless and refined. Daniel, during this time, millions of Jews and Gentiles will become Christians. So this is the best of times. The trials that they experienced opened up people's eyes to God's truth. Millions of Jews and Gentiles will become Christ followers during the tribulation. Many of them will be killed because of this decision, but eventually they will be resurrected to everlasting life. Today, we learn from Pastor Mark that despite God's wrath poured out during the tribulation, he still never compromises his love or grace. Do you know that our Lord is the perfect father and perfect king to devote your life to today? Social media is a huge blessing that most of us use every day. 
We want to encourage you to become our Facebook friend and follow our Twitter feed. At the Facebook page and Twitter feed, we post information about upcoming events, discipleship articles, and encouraging quotes that will inspire you in your walk with Jesus. Log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and follow the links to the Calvary Chapel Melbourne Facebook page and Twitter feed, or simply search for Calvary CCM on Facebook or Twitter. We even have a specific Facebook page for the Vieira campus. Simply search for Calvary CCM and you'll see the Vieira Campus Facebook page in the search results. Again, to like our Facebook page and subscribe to our Twitter feed, log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Again, our web address is LessonsForLivingRadio.com. What do the events of the Tribulation and the End Times all together have to do with us today? In the next edition of Lessons for Living, Pastor Mark will show listeners why it's important to keep watch for signs of the last days and live with an eternal perspective. Scripture reveals many signs that will trigger end-time events. As we daily get closer to the end of this world, the only side you'll want to be on is the Lord's. We wish we had more time today, but we will have to pick up where we left off next time as Pastor Mark continues teaching through the book of Daniel. That's next time on Lessons for Living. In a hurting world, a new hope he is given.